0: Welcome to this edition of Appalachian Shine. This is JC, back with you again for another episode. We're, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Appalachian history, right here in the middle of Tazewell County. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, again, we are uh, sponsored by the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement here at the podcast. And, uh, you know, I've was uh, we've had a pretty interesting week over the last several days. We, we uh, put a podcast out last time. Uh, talk with Willie Dalton, who's a local uh, author here in the uh, Central Appalachia, and talking a little bit about her books. And um, you know, I, I'd uh, previously mentioned that I had had an opportunity to actually visit the gravesite of Daniel Boone, and which I found incredibly exciting. And um, over the past few weeks, I've actually been tracing through uh, southwestern Virginia the uh, a trail of old locations of old historic forts uh, that were used in Lord Dunmore's War, which is pre-Revolutionary War. So I've tracked them. um, I've actually went and actually stood at the uh, historical markers for several so far, and I still have several yet to find. Some of them are a little off the beaten path. But as I'm driving around and I'm looking for these particular historical road markers so I can kind of map out where these forts were located uh, here in in our neck of the woods here in central Appalachia, you pass all kinds of historical road markers, and I decided I was going to take a look at a couple. As I was looking for one over in Tazewell, uh, I actually found I was driving, I guess it was toward Rocky Gap, as you uh, passed Tazewell in the hospital on the uh, side road. Not the main highway, but the one going toward Burke's Garden. And I didn't find the road marker I was looking for, but I stumbled upon a couple others, and uh, And then I learned about another one locally, too, that's literally right down the street from where I have family in Baptist Valley, which is just outside of Tazewell, Virginia, also. And, you know, you look at all these really neat historical occurrences that happened right here in our backyard. And if you're listening to this, I'm wondering, as you drive through your town or your county, what are these historical road markers that are up in your neck of the woods? What what happened in your town and your county? Uh, and it makes me think of like a zillion questions I could ask about our local history. Um, for example, one that I was uh, finding out about my own hometown in Richlands. What's the oldest house, the oldest home or building in your town? And what's the significance of that particular building? Um, so I was doing some digging. I found out about the one here in Richlands. And I'll get into that in another, maybe another episode as we talk about historical buildings. Um, but I stumbled upon a couple of uh, really, really interesting uh, road historical road markers, and the first thing I want to talk about actually uh, happened right in Tazewell, um, and uh, there was a it was a road marker uh, signifying Molly Tynes' ride. And you're thinking like, who is Molly Tynes? That's the first thing I thought. Now, if you're from Tazewell, you may have passed that sign a million times, and you may already know who it is. I'd ask a local uh, a woman there. Um, I told her I'd stumbled upon this road marker. She's like, oh yeah, I knew all about that. But then I asked about, you know, 10 other people who had no clue. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, now, Molotov's ride is actually related uh, to the Civil War. And the Civil War was, you know, obviously a really trying time for our country. And within Appalachia, the war seemed ever-present. Yeah, you know, uh, battle lines were divided, divided our region in half. Because at the time we were, you know, West Virginia was part of Virginia. Um, Eastern Kentucky, you had people in Kentucky that were uh, Confederates and some were Union. I mean, it just really, the, the, when you under, look at take the, you know look under the hood at our region and just how divided people were here at that time, and it makes you realize that right now politically we're divided, but you know doesn't I don't even know if it holds a candle to to what people how people were divided back then. But um, moreover, um in any, any event. Um, many of the events that, that said took place during the Civil War right here in Central Appalachia, as yeah word of mouth have passed on through the years, some have evolved into you know local legends like Molly Tynes' ride. Um, Molly Tynes was a you know young lady from Tasville, Virginia. Her name was uh, Mary E. Tynes, and people just called her Molly. Um, but she's known locally here for uh, her hand in really preventing Union forces from destroying the Confederate salt supply in Saltville, Virginia. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you're driving you know, via the highway, you think you have to go down to Abingdon, get on Interstate 81, and get back to Saltville. Really, from Taswell, you're just going across the mountain, Um so the you know, there I, I was reading some different things about her, and the accounts of her ride they they vary, um, but nonetheless, it really had a local impact on the culture and it was it was quite immense. Um, so essentially what had happened is that she had uh her father had lived there, um and I'm trying to recall what the uh, actual place um was called. But um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. I hate when I draw a blank like that. Um, But anyway, nonetheless, uh, they had a homestead there, and her father was involved uh, with the Confederacy. And um, they had gotten wind that Union forces were coming through the area, and they were going to be upon them fairly quickly. So um, to the north, I'm going to read what's on the marker it says, to the north stood Rocky Dell, the home of Samuel Tynes. That was her father. In July of 1863, during the Civil War, uh, Union Colonel John T. Tolland led cavalry led a cavalry expedition from West Virginia to destroy the Virginia and Tennessee R&R at Withville. Uh, the Federals camped nearby on the 17th of July, and when Tynes discovered their objective, which was to destroy the salt mines... He sent 26. Uh, he sent his 20, his 26-year-old daughter Mary, um, to alert the town's defenders. So she rode literally all night, and they uh, so a, a distance of some 40 miles. Confederate reinforcements arrived in time to stiffen the resistance, and the Federals inflicted a little damage. Tolland himself was killed in the fight. Um, so yeah, the, uh, colonel union colonel was killed in the fight. So in other words, you know, she really, I guess for those people originally, she saved the day by going on a historic legendary ride, 40 miles overnight to get there just to, uh, warn everybody just in time so that they could get ready for the, the onslaught. So, and that saved Saltville at the time. Um, of course the war raged on, And um, maybe we'll get into a little bit of the history of Saltville. Maybe I can get a historian from that area to talk a little bit about the importance of the salt mines on a future episode. Uh, That would be really, really interesting too. Um, But yeah, you know, when I read that, when I was reading that, I was thinking, you know, for the times, how scared she must've been, uh, how worried they all must've been um, knowing what was coming. And I wonder, you know, in some, some regard did she, you know, not to compare her, or any you know anything like that, but you know did did, did she feel a little bit like uh, you know Paul Revere, you know um yeah in a way because you know you're you have you know as what what she did I thought was really interesting to learn that story and that legend that still kind of stands there, but there's a house nearby I think that's still the old Times house, Rocky Dell as it's called, and um I haven't seen the house. But I read the sign, so I know the house is probably nearby. That's actually where the Tynes Farm was. Uh, So I took a few pictures around the area um, to just kind of, I don't know, just kind of uh, try to feel the history a little bit. Anyway, I thought it was quite interesting to to run into a road sign like that and uh, learn a little bit more about local history that I had no idea was there from before. So, yeah, again, I kind of encourage you as you drive along to take a look at some of the things that are – on your local road markers. Another one I thought was really, really fascinating, and this was um, back in the, uh, um, let's see, this was during the French and Indian War, right? This is something called Rourke's Gap Incident. Now, this actually takes place in the area known as Baptist Valley in Tazewell County. And if you're from Tazewell County, you know exactly where Baptist Valley is. But uh, this was uh took place during the French and Indian War. Well, not, not during that particular war, but let's go back and kind of give you a little historical uh, picture as to what was going on at that time. So during the French and Indian War, which was from 1754 to 1763, and the American Revolution, which was from 1775 to 1783, the European powers were always encouraging the Indian their Indian allies to attack uh, frontier settlers. So we in Baptist Valley, we had a lot of settlers at that time. And, yeah, you know, those conflicts always took place whenever settlers moved into those lands that were once Indian territory. And during the winter of 1780, there was a food shortage. And uh, that caused a lot of hardship for people there in the valley. Uh, and, you know, for not just people, but their animals, too. Uh, so any kind of livestock that they had or any kind of animals they used to, you know, to kind of have on their farms... Um, caused a lot of turmoil and trouble. And James Rourke, he was one of the earlier settlers in the region. Uh, he and two of his sons went on a hunting trip. And while they were gone, Indians attacked their home. Now, this was kind of, um, he was not nervous at the time leaving that Indians had attacked the home because it was winter times, dead of winter, it was a lot of snows, heavy snowfalls at that time. And, uh, and they never attacked in the winter. And the last attack that actually happened was to um, a family the uh, you know, a summer before. So it hadn't happened in a while. So he and his two sons, um, they, they ride out to uh, go on a hunting trip to help supply the family. Then Indians attack the home, and they assume it's Shawnee. But on March 18th, 1780... Uh, the Shawnee, allegedly, uh, killed Rourke's wife and seven other children and scalped every one of them. Uh, and this event, like I said, was unanticipated because thick, heavy snow, and that that never happened in the wintertime. Now, where this loco- where this happened at um, was on, I'm looking at the, the mile marker. The marker is actually on Babbas Valley Road, at the corner of like route 631 and the jumps road. So anybody keeps referring to the jumps around here. It's actually right behind a little white church. I found it. I found it literally less than a quarter of a mile from the home of some, some friends and family. So I thought that was quite interesting to see that. Um, but the family that was attacked before then was the Evans family. And, uh, they were also there in Baptist Valley and, uh, it was the family of uh, Jesse Evans. And I guess there was some historical, I guess there were some questions as to, you know, the date that it actually happened and things like that. Um, but anyway, from that time forward, the Rourkes became deadly enemies of the Indians. And they actually sought them out even beyond the limits of the county. Uh, Rourke and one of his sons, John, were, were later killed in a battle uh, fought um, at what was then known as Station Bottom within the present limits of Floyd County, Kentucky. So that's how far they travel, basically, for their vengeance. Um, So you can actually find some of this publications in the State Historical Society of Wisconsin, actually, um, from 1917. I was doing some digging online. It's amazing what you find if you dig long enough. Sometimes you don't find what you're looking for at uh, first first glance. But... um, You know, it's our first first search, but you got to keep digging. Sometimes you find some really interesting things, and right here in Tazewell County, to find something that was published in the Historical Society of Wisconsin, as I shuffle my papers, it was quite interesting. So I challenge you, if you're listening as you drive through your county or going to work or whatever, look for those little historical road markers on the side of the road. See what they are, and uh, touch base with us. Tell us what interests you in your neck of the woods. Um, that's uh, part of your local history and legend. You can always contact us or contact me directly, JC at supportappalachia.org, or catch us online at uh, supportappalachia.org. Um, there's a contact tab on there, and uh, let us know what uh, what you're looking at in your neck of the woods. We'd love to explore your local history too. That's um, not just here in Southwest Virginia, but Eastern Kentucky, as I said. The Rourkes went as far as Floyd County, Kentucky, to seek out the revenge after losing you know, his wife and seven daughters. $7. What a tragic uh, event. But anyway, this is a short little uh, episode today we're going to be doing. We'll, we'll dig up some more local history and some other local artists and uh, some other things here in the, in the uh, region. And we'll be back with you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Appalachian Shine, and we will see you down the road.